When you are in the throes of betrayal trauma due to the devastation of finding out about your husband's affair, you don't know what to do. You have this wave of emotion and frustration, overwhelm, just such a dysregulation within your body, your mind, your spirit, that it leaves you unable to figure out what's the best to do. In the beginning stages, should I separate for a while or should I stay? Especially as a Christian woman, is it even biblical to have a separation when you are dealing with infidelity. Well, beautiful, I believe that there actually is a parameter in scripture that allows us to understand that sometimes a biblical separation, and yes, you notice I said biblical, (laughs) you can always also call it a therapeutic separation, is something that can be an effective tool when you are actually seeking reconciliation with a repentant spouse. And we are going to talk about that today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. Thanks for joining me for another episode. Today's episode is really dedicated to all of you beautiful women who have reached out to me and have asked about this thing called therapeutic separation. Now, for those of you who are my clients, past, present, and soon to be future, you understand that I utilize this as a tool for those of you who are seeking reconciliation with your husband after his infidelity, right? You're looking for some kind of tool that can help you because right now your environment is toxic. There is so much emotional dysregulation going on because you are in the throes of the betrayal trauma due to his infidelity. So sometimes we need this thing called a timeout, right? And I I use these words interchangeably. I say a 90-day timeout 
therapeutic separation, uh, just a step back. These are the three terms I use interchangeably to talk about what I look at as a time period, usually around 90 days, where we step back from the toxicity that has just imploded because we found out about his infidelity, either through pornography use or it's been through an actual sexual affair, we need a timeout. We need some time to really think things through, to do some healing, to uh, allow him to do some healing as well, right? Sometimes we just can't do that when we are in the same vicinity. Sometimes we can, and sometimes we do the therapeutic separation at home, but we're gonna kind of break all this down for you today because I've had quite a few of you interested in it, and I said I would do an episode on it, so we are gonna dive in. So hold on to your bootstraps because this is gonna be fast and furious. I'm gonna give you some great information today. And let me just first say this, after today's episode, if you're like, you know what, that's the one tool that we didn't think about. This is the one tool that I would really like to know more about. Beautiful, down below in the show notes, I have a free 20 minute consult. We jump on a Google Meets together. I get to know you, you get to know me. We talk about where you are in the midst of your healing journey. And then we talk about a coaching plan that can be tailored just for you, including this therapeutic separation, if you so choose, to help you move forward into full recovery. That's my deal. That's what I want for you. I want to see you whole and healed. So does your family, your friends, and most of all, so does God. And so he gives us tools that we can utilize so that we can move into recovery, start to enjoy life again, and really be the woman he's created us to be. So with that said, make sure to grab that free consult because we are in the month of September and they're going to fill up quickly, and once they're gone, they're gone. So grab yours while you can. All right, beautiful, let's dive in. So what is this thing with, you know, infidelity, biblical separation? Is there such a thing? Well, I want you to know that trying to figure all of this out in the beginning stages can be extremely overwhelming. That's why I'm doing this episode. But I do want you to understand, while the enemy wants you to leave this this marriage that has been broken, the vows have been just destroyed. The enemy would seek to destroy you, destroy your husband, destroy the marriage because he's after families right now. The enemy would push you to rush into those things. Instead, God wants you to actually slow down, to actually wait a little bit on him. Now, if you're dealing with an abusive situation, totally different. You need to reach out to someone in your area to help you with that. There are people who can really help you get out of an abusive situation. Definitely reach out. But if it is just one of those things where it's like, okay, I found out my husband's addicted to pornography. He's been a sex addict for a while. Or you found out he's been in an affair for however long, a two-week affair or a two-year affair, like my husband, you found out and now you are like up in the air not knowing what to do. Well, I would say first and foremost, go to God. Go to God first. He is the one you need to really reach out to because he's the one that's going to guide you through this mess and you need to allow him to guide you to your next steps. But let me also say this. Did you know that God gives an example in the Bible about the reconciliation of a marriage after infidelity. Yes, he does. And it can be found in the book of Hosea. 
And this is where I think it's a great place to look when we're seeking guidance on how to deal with infidelity the biblical way. So here's the deal. God instructed Hosea to bring his unfaithful wife, Gomer, back into his home. But before the marriage could be restored, they actually had to spend some time separated like in total abstinence. See, the Bible has some really great stuff in it if we only go digging, right? And you can check out the whole chapter in Hosea 3. But I would even say, read the whole book of Hosea. It's a beautiful book. And for those of you who are looking for a book that kind of portrays this in um, kind of a, a more modern way, Redeeming Love is a beautiful book to read. It really comes to life and brings the book of Hosea to life. But I want to read this verse to you. In Hosea 3, 1-3, through it says, Then the Lord said to me, Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. So I brought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. Then I said to her, you must live in my home for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even me. Now, there is a whole lot that we can unpack just in those three verses. But for the sake of today's podcast, I'm going to keep it in regards to the separation, all right? So because of this, this is why I lean towards a therapeutic separation after there's been infidelity. And the first question is, Lisa, did you go through a therapeutic separation? Uh, Yes, I did. Actually, I went through two. The very first one was actually, I moved physically out of my home for a year because my husband was unrepentant and he would not stop the affair. He kept vacillating back and forth between me and the other woman. And it just, God did not demand me to stay in a sinful environment. So I chose to remove myself from the toxicity of it and moved myself out for a year. And then After that year, I even filed for divorce before my husband even woke up from the infidelity bubble. Yes, we got that close. He was getting ready to be served for a separation, I mean, sorry, a divorce date. We were that close. But that's what it took for him to finally wake up. Then we reconciled. And after a year of reconciliation, after I moved back home, he did not go back in infidelity. Let me just kind of say that really first and quickly. No, he did not relapse that way. But there were just some toxic behaviors that began to resurface. So I implemented an in-home 90-day therapeutic separation. Yes, you can actually do a therapeutic separation in home or you can actually do it um, separated away from each other in different uh, locations. So the first thing that I want you to know is there are three stages to the therapeutic separation. I'm going to tell you those really quick and then I'm going to kind of quickly walk you through what I walk my clients through when they are seeking to reconcile but they need a timeout because there's a lot of toxicity. Both of them need some healing away from each other individually so that they can come back and work on their marriage from a healthier state. So this is called a therapeutic separation 
And in this, there are three phases of equal time, and each phase has its own unique set of rules. So the first phase is where you actually would do what's called a total separation. This is your first 30 days. And it's recommended that during that time, you don't see one another at all during this phase. Now, if you have children, yes, he would be interacting with the children and the rest of the family individually, but you and your spouse would not see one another during this time at all. This gives you the ability, both of you, to spend time with your trauma-informed therapist or coach so that you can walk through and really deep dive into some healing. And you both have healing that needs to take place. And if you're like, well, I don't know what those are, I will list below in the show notes and go down there after you finish this episode and you can click on the links and you can find out for the betrayed. There's two episodes that tell you what you need to heal from and how to heal. And then there's two episodes for the betrayer what they need to heal from, and how they actually start their healing process. So that will give you both an in-depth, up-close view of how you both need to heal that first 30 days so that you're a little healthier. And then you can enter into phase two. Now in phase two, this is what we call a dating phase. And this is where you're still not uh, either living in the same home if you've chosen to do the therapeutic separation separately in different homes, or if you're in separate bedrooms in an in-home separation, you are not moved back in yet. So you're still separate, okay? But you're dating. You would be able to have contact with one another again as if you were dating. So this is where you're going out with each other. You're getting to know each other again. You're actually doing recovery check-ins with one another to see how each other's recovery is going. Um, And, you know, we break that all down in our therapeutic separation workbook. Then phase three is where you actually come back together as housemate. Now, notice I said housemate. I didn't say husband and wife yet. You would come underneath the same house again, but you're not sharing a bedroom. So what does this look like if you're doing an in-home separation? This is where you just have more contact with one another during this time. Maybe you're dating more. Maybe you're actually having dinner together. You're like doing life together, but you're not sleeping in the same bedroom. So what does this actually look like? Well, with the therapeutic separation, um, what you do, and, and this is what I have with my clients, which I think is a great, great tool to have. Um, a therapeutic separation is a predetermined period of time when the couple agrees to live separately while working on themselves and the marriage from a distance. It is accompanied um, with in-home. If you do it in the home, it can be a little more difficult, but it is doable. So the whole purpose behind the therapeutic separation is to allow each of you, again, some space because it's been very toxic since D-Day and you both need time to work on your own recovery, to decompress, and to process with the end goal being to come back together reconciling as a married couple in the home, building a brand new marriage. Now, please let me just say this right off the top. This is not 
with a capital N-O-T. This is not a trial separation or a legal separation. This is a therapeutic separation. Notice the word therapeutic. This is to give you both healing and the whole goal is reconciliation. And this is best done with the help of a trauma-informed therapist or a trauma recovery coach who can move you through the process, okay? So this is what you want to do. So what you do is you come together, and I usually have this as a workbook for my um, my couples to actually go through together. Uh, but if you're working with a therapist, hopefully they have something for you. But what you're going to do is you're going to decide when is this date of separation going to begin? What is the length? Most will agree that 90 days is the perfect time to do this because it gives you both that three phases that you can actually work through through each of the phases to get to a healthier place. Then you will decide on a reevaluation date where you both come back together and you say, okay, where are we? Are we at a healthier place? Do we believe we can now move forward in reconciling and really re- rebuild us individually as people, right? But build a brand new relationship because the truth is the marriage as it was is dead and gone. So that's part of the grief process. That's part of your healing process. And now you're working toward reconciling so that you can build a brand new relationship. Then you both work on what are your relationship goals for the therapeutic separation? What are some of the goals that you want to accomplish for your relationship when you come back together. Then you talk about things that are going to be the individual responsibilities during this time out. Where will you both live? Or where will you both sleep if you are doing this in home? Who is going to pay what bills? If children are involved, are the children going to be with you? And if you're doing this in home and you're really not speaking that 30 days, you know, how are you going to handle that with the children? These are things you need to work out. Then there is how will the housework be divided? When and how will you communicate with one another? And I strongly, let me say that again, I strongly urge you, do not Talk about very hard subjects through text messaging. This is a no-no that I tell my clients because this can lead to some really, really bad arguments that's not going to help the healing process whatsoever. Save the hard conversations for in-person. So how are you going to communicate with one another? When will you check in with one another? What's that format going to be? What are you going to discuss during that time? And then when you get to date nights in that second phase... What kind of date nights are you going to have, right? When, what, in other words, what night are they going to be? Who's going to initiate the date nights? During the date nights, what is off limits? And let me just say this. If you're doing a therapeutic separation, it is always a thought. And if you go back to Hosea 3, it is really even biblical to take a time out sexually, to have a time of abstinence so that you both can really focus on your recovery work, on resetting yourselves before you come back together to build that marriage again. And then any additional specifics that you might want to work on. Then individually, the betrayed, 
would sit down and say, okay, what am I going to focus on during this separation? What, what are the goals for me? What do I want to work on with my therapist or my coach? How do I want to move forward in my healing process? And the same with the betrayer. What is he going to be working on during this time period? You know, what are some of the goals that he has for himself? And then always, always, we need to set up the parameters of what are called boundaries during this time. Boundaries are healthy. Boundaries are not anything bad. You need boundaries for your personal life and you need boundaries for your marriage. That's why I say it is really, really important to try to look at doing this with a trauma-informed therapist or a coach who can help you to figure out what some of these boundaries and consequences are. But remember this, beautiful, boundaries are not about punishment. Okay, it's not about fencing in the betrayer. They're about regaining safety for you individually and in the relationship. That's why boundaries are healthy and they are important. God himself instituted boundaries at the beginning of time. And so if he instituted them, then we know that they are necessary for healthy living. So that is my breakdown of a therapeutic separation. Is it right for you? Well, that's an individual thing. This is where you have to decide. Now, I've had some of my clients say, you know, for me, I need to do this, Lisa, but my husband doesn't agree. Well, you know what? If it's a toxic environment, then you may need to stand your ground and say, this has to happen right now. In order for me to feel safe, I need the time out. I need the distance so that we can work on ourselves individually and then come back together when we're both at a healthier place. And this therapeutic separation is always, always dependent upon whether or not they are repentant. This would not work if the betrayer has not repented, if he's still in the affair. That's that's why my first one really wasn't a therapeutic separation. It was just a full-blown separation because he wouldn't stop the affair. So this is what you have to look at. Is the betrayer actually repentant? Is he remorseful? Because beautiful, the truth of the matter is, if so, then you will see fruit in keeping with repentance over a long period of time. It's not a one and done. It doesn't happen overnight. But you start to see fruit develop as they walk through their own repentant journey as they are reconciling themselves with God and they are reconciling themselves with you. So this takes time. So is it right for you? I would just say, if you're wondering, talk to your trauma-informed therapist if you're seeing someone and if you have a coach that's already trauma-informed, talk to them about it. But if you need one who's trauma-informed, grab your consult below and I'd be glad to talk to you about it. Beautiful, it's my prayer that during this time period that it will be one of reflection, growth, understanding, and healing if you're going through a therapeutic separation. And I pray for you and your spouse that you both will seek to become better through the work that you're seeking to accomplish individually as you walk through what I consider to be a biblical separation. Remember, the goal is to work toward reconciliation. And it is possible for both of you. You're working on your individual recovery and the intent is to heal and to become better. But it's important to stay on the journey. 
It's important to seek God in the journey. It's important to allow Him to guide you through the journey. And as long as your eyes are focused on Him, and as long as you are working with those who are in tune to God, then He will get you to the place that you need to be. So beautiful, I hope this helped you today. Thank you once again for being such a loyal listener. I pray that this broadcast helped you, and I pray that you would share it out with another woman who needs it. God bless. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.